Before we get to this episode of Transmission Times, I wanted to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. It's called Shelter in Place. And in essence, it's one woman's audio diary during this pandemic. But Laura uses life with COVID as a springboard to talk about past experiences and a wide variety of topics. The episodes have made me laugh, made me cry, and have made me feel like somebody gets what I'm going through. I hope you'll give it a listen. Here's a glimpse of what Shelter in Place sounds like. This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Each day, and the amount of time it takes to enjoy a good cup of coffee, I share stories that are helping me survive right now. Stories that live in the tension between joy and grief that remind us that even when we're at our worst, we're not alone. I hope you join me for Shelter in Place on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you listen. And now, on to our episode. This is the Transmission Times. Sixteenth of April, Bramley near Basingstoke in Hampshire, UK. It's quite interesting how life has altered. I can't say it's changed particularly because life is just going on. Now it's kind of like everything is so slowed down that I was able to actually experience all the changes that nature go through in a day. It's Arizona, and I don't know if you can hear it. I can hear the doves. This is the sound of Arizona in the spring. And the finches and the cactus wrens. As I'm recording this now, I'm looking at a hedge. The whole hedge is alive with insects and birds that I've never even noticed before. It's been absolutely wonderful to watch. And the sky is as clear as it could possibly be. It's absolutely beautiful. Like the trees are starting to have leaves and they are blossoming. Birds are migrating back home and their singing is, is amazing. And I haven't paid attention to these things before. I think only when I was a kid was I so immersed in my surroundings. You might hear a lorry going past now. Although I live on the outskirts of a town, um, it's called a village. The road outside is quite busy as there are loads of delivery trucks going past all the time. And it's a light breeze and it's a pretty day. And I have a new garden. And I'm trying to focus on those kinds of things and keep myself sane that way. This week on Monday, a good friend of ours died. She didn't die of COVID-19, but being unable to share her death with her family and her friends and my daughter was devastating. In 
many ways over the days that we've not been able to gather and share except virtually which is not easy to do with elderly people i feel like we miss that celebration of life when we can't do it together turns out the friend of ours who had the stroke and was in a coma did not have covid-19 um he is now out of the coma, and they said that he would be paralyzed on the right side, unable to speak, and have no emotions. But he's already proved him wrong on the moving the right side and emotions part. So, so far he hasn't been able to speak yet, but I have confidence that he'll, over the next year, regain a lot of what he lost. I feel my work, which I'm unable to do as a librarian, is also a grieving process. Really, library buildings without people are not very important. And it's the people in the community that make a library work. And without the folks that come in, we just don't have much to offer. A third of the staff on my ward are off sick, probably with COVID-19. So it feels really important that the staff are going to protect themselves more. I spoke to a friend whose wife is a teacher and she talked about how in the design and technology department, they've started making visors for doctors and nurses, you know, as part of their personal protective equipment in hospitals. I think my main hope is for PPE. So I really hope that all the doctors and nurses get to protect themselves at work. I see work beginning to become uncertain. And I'm so fortunate to just now getting to that point when I know so many people who are so much worse off. My son, who's been unemployed since middle of March, hasn't received his stimulus money. Neither have we. The people who have the biggest voice are the ones who are least harmed. And I'm watching that play out. I'm watching harm come to people, not because of any illness, but because of reactions. All of the small business owners that I know who applied for aid were denied. Two of my brother-in-laws own a craft beer house where they sell Arizona-only craft beers, and they were denied. And then this construction company was denied. I have never felt so completely separate to everyone else. I am completely against any shutdown just on principle 
and the idea of everyone having their agency to direct their own lives. There's been a lovely story on the news around this uh, 99-year-old man, a veteran from the Second World War, Captain Tom. He walks with a, a walking frame uh, and he decided that he was going to do 100 laps of his garden with his walking frame with the aim of raising £1,000 for the NHS. And he, he hit that target really quickly and the last figure that I heard was 16 million. Clapping, fireworks, banging of saucepans, cheering, the NHS. So I am just about 12 weeks pregnant right now, and that has been the big reason that uh, me and my children have been away from my husband um, because he is uh, essential and so he's out working every day and that part has been really really hard but I went to the doctors this past Tuesday um, I facetimed my husband the whole time this is me and my husband's first baby together and we got to see an ultrasound and the baby was dancing all around it felt like and it was so joyful and even though we've been apart for a long time now it was like it felt in that moment like we were just really in it together this is what it sounds like when fourth graders do a zoom call did you get your ears pierced no they're i think clip-ons yeah, they're clip ones. Oh, Do you want to get them pierced someday, Imogen? Um, I don't know. Yeah? It sounds kind of creepy, how the needle like goes through your ear. It kind of does. That's what I thought, but it doesn't hurt at all. No, so Maddie came with me, and it was this, I was like so scared, so I was squeezing her hand so hard, she's like, stop, but I was so scared, and then when it happened, I was like, is it done yet? I had my first online app date um, about a week ago, and... I've never met anybody for the first time via video. This was a new experience. Dating first time via video, also a really new experience. Part of me was a little bit skeptical. It felt really weird at first, but overall it was surprisingly good. I feel like because like our lives are stripped back and scaled back, like, you know, for example, I'm not wearing makeup and I'm not showering as often and I'm not, you know, going out and spending money in, in ways that I used to and I'm not traveling. Like, life is scaled back. And I think because life is scaled back, it makes you reflect on things that are important. And I think that will cross over into dating a little bit too, in the sense of people will be less likely to you know, be distracted by all the things that maybe don't really matter. I feel more optimistic about this part of my life. I think during a period where I'm supposed to feel pessimistic. One thing that's kind of been on my mind is 
and was wondering how many people will develop an OCD regarding cleanliness and disinfection, because I might be one of them. Not in my wildest dreams would I consider that I will focus so much on have I disinfected the soles of my shoes enough. I'm afraid that after all this ends, no matter how much time it will be before things will go back to the so-called normal, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to look at the doorknob the same way I did before. My boyfriend, he's way more relaxed and he doesn't think about all of this, he just follows my lead. And I'm very grateful that he does, because <laughs> it's helpful not to have to try and convince him that we need to do all these steps for my sanity. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Sue, Diane, Christina, Karen, Laura, Catherine, another Laura, Dwayne, Lila, Imogen, Erica, and Alicia for sharing the audio diaries you heard in this episode. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org slash join. That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. If you're happy just listening, that's great too. Thank you for being here. Please feel free to share this request for audio diaries and the podcast as widely as you like. Thanks. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times. 